Good evening, morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, The Saint, and of course this is The Saint Says. Coming live and direct from Kansas City, Missouri, my hometown. Hope everybody had a good week. Mine was pretty cool, very, you know, steady, I should say. Getting a little cold here in Kansas City. A little breezy and temperature slowly going down, which means, you know, winter will be right around the corner. Not looking forward to that because I don't like winter. I don't think most people do, but it is what it is. And of course, the holidays are in full swing. Halloween first, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, and then New Year's. So by the time we get to New Year's, we'll all be punch drunk or ready to jump out a window or you know, yell Happy New Year's to somebody and, you know, get sloppy drunk or something. I don't know. But it depends on where you are, what side of the world you're on and how peaceful it is. Now, before I begin, I'm not going to talk about the crisis that's happening overseas in Israel and in Palestine. There's a lot of people out there that are sorry talking about it. Some are on one side, one's on the other. And um, it's a very touchy subject, like most subjects are. So I will not talk about that. I am not going to talk about that because I'm not trying to piss off no damn body. I'm not trying to get hate mail or anything else because I didn't mention it. And what I just said is the only thing you'll hear about it. You'll never get my opinion about it because, you know, it's irrelevant. If everybody has one, they'll give you theirs. So I thought I'd figure it out. I'll stop, start that with that right there. However... I will talk about a subject that I'm all so familiar with, and I've mentioned it a few hundred times in most of my podcasts, and and uh, it's, a, uh, it's a relevant thing, and that's why I keep mentioning it. And also, I'm a very big veteran of it, which is bullying. Now, I've mentioned before that I was bullied from the time I was in kindergarten all the way to the 12th grade. Hell, before I was in the 12th grade. Hell, before I was even in school, I got bullied. I've been bullied by girls, boys, teenagers, young adults, adults, everybody. They always had something crazy, stupid, or dumb to say to me to get my my feelings hurt. Sometimes it worked, and sometimes you get mean to it. Just depends. So, but tonight, even though bullying is the subject, there is a new you know, thing about bullying that I never mentioned because it was a very sensitive subject, but hell, I'm grown, I'll be 48 in about a couple of weeks, so I should be in, I don't give a damn mode, which is, I guess, where I'm at. And that is people close to you bullying you, namely family, friends, or something else. I came up pretty, pretty pretty bad. Um, I've heard stories about my birth uh, from my sisters and brothers and how dark I was and how my pants were purple and how I looked like a, you know, like a burnt out, you know, stirring wheel or something like that. I've heard, I've been hearing that story for years. And since I don't have any pictures of me as an infant, I cannot tell you what the hell I looked like when I was a kid. It bothers me. It really does, because I like to see, you know, I like looking at little baby pictures of people that, you know, where they were before they got grown, and 
know, their, how they came up and stuff like that. Just call me a sentimental old bastard. Just the way I am. But my birth has been shrouded in mystery for the last you know, almost 48 years. I asked my mom and dad about it a thousand times over, and they always give me the same answer. Well, we couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford it. It was 75, okay? Not to say it has anything to do with it, but I think things were a little bit more cheaper than they are now. And I'm pretty sure my parents could have pulled the money together to get my photos of as a baby. And um, they just tell me, forget about it. Well, it's kind of hard to forget about it when it's on your head most times, especially when one of your siblings tell you what you look like and you don't know yourself. I want proof. I'm, I'm from the show me state, you know, born and raised. So when someone says something to me, show me, don't you know, tell me about it and then don't show me no shit because I'm going to be like, well, what, whatever. So same thing with everything else with me. But I guess that's when part of my bullying actually began. Now, my parents, may God rest their souls, they were, uh, they're not, they were not, you know, the, the beavers or the cleavers, I should say. And um, they were uh, pretty damn hard on me and my, my brothers and my sisters. Our upbringing was not exactly the Cosby show, I'll put it that way. And, um, we got a lot of stuff from, we got a lot of, uh, our traits from our parents. Now, look, for me, for example, I was named after my father. I was, uh, you know, I am, you know, my name the third. And, uh, my dad was a second, even though I heard stories and I've come, you know, I've, you know, found out that my dad changed his name after he got out to Navy for some reasons. I don't know why. Never heard about that either, but I just recently heard about that. But anyway, so um, <laughs> so I, I um, so for me to be named after my father, my father thought I had to be just like him when he was my age. Now my dad was not an angel; he was nowhere near it. He was a hustler. He was a gangster, or not a gangster, but you know, he was a gambler and hustler, drinker and stuff like that, and womanizer. And um, since I was named after him, he thought that I had to act the same exact way that he did. But I didn't. Therefore, he thought there was something wrong with me because I'm not doing it. Prime example, what I'm talking about here. When I was living with him in California back in 1988, there was a, my dad was a semi-driver. He was a truck driver for like 55 plus years. And uh, he brought this trailer from this company. And he opened up the back of the trailer, and here sits a four-wheel ATV. Dirty as hell, flat tires, the works. Like it's been on the damn trailer forever. So my dad looks at me and says, you're going to drive this thing. Now, I must mind you, at the time, I was probably about maybe 12 or 13 years old. Maybe, I can't remember. And way too damn young to be driving an ATV of this magnitude. Even though it was cool as hell, and it was like, wow, ain't no way in hell I'm going to ride this damn thing. And my dad had a problem with that. He really thought that I should be riding this thing because it's on his trailer, and I'm a boy, and I'm supposed to be riding stuff like this when I'm, you know, doing teenage bullshit. 
So when I turned it down, he automatically thought there was a there was a problem. Now my dad was not a kind of person that spread rumors, but if something happened with me and him, he spread it out to everybody. And it got to the point where everybody at his job knew exactly what the hell I did and why I did it. And they would laugh at me. They would point and say, that's a, that's a kid over there didn't want to ride his ATV and blah, blah, blah. And it also didn't help that after I told, turned it down, they gave it to this guy that worked that, you know, that had a son that wouldn't ride it and everything. And uh, he just thought I didn't have any balls or something. I don't know. It was It was crazy. But he never kept anything inside the house. Everything had to be known, especially when it came to me. So what he didn't know was after a few months of this kid riding this ATV and doing circles in the dirt and stuff like that, because, you know, California at the time, when back in those days, was pretty barren where we lived at. It was desert every damn where. So you could ride a thing to, from here to, to Timbuktu and still have room to move around. But what he didn't know was that this same kid on his ATV broke his fucking neck. The ATV fell on top of him and it, went, it crushed his larynx, basically, and then it cracked his, his, um, his neck. He didn't die, but uh, damn close. He had to wear one of those little restraints around his head looking like, you know, Edward Scissorhands or something and couldn't do this, couldn't do that. That's the part he didn't know. And I never told him because what's the point? So my dad thought that I, and I say this all sincerity, my dad thought I was crazy. He thought I was plum fucking crazy. He sent me to five or six different shrinks when I was living in California. All because he thought there was something wrong with me. I didn't go outside and, you know, climb the, the, the top of the roof of the house like my sister did once. I didn't want to go out and, you know, chase after girls like he did. So there's got to be something wrong with me, right? Of course. Because that's, you know, because it's me we're talking about here. So that was bad enough. So then we get to, well, actually, there is one story. It's going to be hard to believe, but it did happen. Before I go to my next, you know, person here in the family. My dad busted his back back in 1987. He got a very extremely large settlement from the company that he was working for that messed his back up. So much that the company had to go into bankruptcy afterwards. That's how bad it was. Well, here I am, a little 13-year-old kid. I walk in the door. And there is about ooh, roughly twenty dollars or $30,000 sitting on top of the counter in my house. I'm staring at it. My dad got it in stacks. And I'm like, damn. Who in the hell hit the lottery and why, where, where, where was I at at the time? So my dad, I don't like math. I hate math. I still hate math to this very damn day. Me and math are like two damn prize fighters. I got my ass kicked more than he did, but that's just a, just a point. So counting was not my biggest and most strongest subject. So it was kind of a, you know, foreign conclusion that what he's about to ask me, I'm not going to be able to do it. So my dad was like, okay, I'll tell you what. You count all this damn money here, you can have it. I must mind you, I'm 13 years old. 
and I just got home from school and my brain was hurting from working being in school all damn day to come home to my dad saying that $20,000 is yours if you can count it all. Now, from your point of view, you're probably thinking, shit, I would count the shit and be like, what? Give me my money. And any person would say that. I've heard that a thousand times. But you have to understand something here. My dad knew that I hated math. Every emphasis of math, I hated it with a passion. So if I was to count this money in front of him, you know, straight through with no problem, it would prove two things. One, from his point of view, that was fucking lying about not knowing math. And two, I would have got my ass whooped. Why? Because for that whole damn year, we went back and forth on fucking algebra. Timetables. I see a timetable now and I start having fucking anxiety attacks and shit. That's just how bad it was. So anyway, he, um, I told him, no, dad, I'm not going to do that. You mean to tell me you ain't going to put you in count this goddamn money? No, I'm not going to count that money because that's yours. You got it from your back. It'd be really stupid for me to count this money and then get my ass whooped and you go out and do what we're going to do with it anyway. So you see, my bullying didn't start in school. It started in my family. Now, moving on to my mother. My mother, she, um, she, was, a, she was a wonderful woman. I miss her every damn day. It'll be three years in December that she went since she passed. And not hearing her voice or her calling me my nickname or anything, it's been really, really tough. But herself, she thought that I was um, special. And I don't mean like, you know, like a little special. I mean like Jerry Lee Lewis telethon special. Troy Lavin, yeah, type of thing. You know, Make-A-Wish foundations and all that type of shit. Because I had a speech problem back in the day. Very bad one. I could not pronounce things to save my life. So my mom sent me to a speech therapist. Took three years. And what you hear today is the result of me going to speech therapy. Yeah, every once in a while I might stumble on a word or two or something like that, but I'm better than I was when I was a kid. But from that point of view, I'm thinking that my mom thought that I was mentally challenged. Or, as people like to call it, a retard. Or something worse than that. You know, uh, 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 I can't even say the damn word. Kid with Down syndrome. I don't know what the hell it was. But she thought that I was special. And because she thought that I was special, quote-unquote, the rest of my family thought that I was special. Now, I told my wife all the time, and I am dead serious when I say this, everything that I've done since I started walking has been a surprise. Everything. Everybody in my family has done the same shit that I have done with no fanfare, no, oh, okay, well, you know, stuff like that. But for me... It was like they thought that maybe I wouldn't be able to do any of this shit. So, example. When I got my license, I was a, I was the last person in my family to get my license. I got them really late. I was 25. And um, 
you know, yeah, usually people get their license when they're 17, 18, 19. Oh, no, not me. I started real late. So I got, um, I got my license. And I'm happy as hell because I tried and I tried and I tried to get my license. People made fun of me because I couldn't drive. Another part of bullying, too, but that's another story. And um, the whole nine yards. So, like I said, I got one brother and I got three sisters. All of them, we all got our license, driver's license. So, when I got mine, though, my mom was like, oh, my God, you got your license. That's crazy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm, and it didn't hit me. And I'm dead serious. It did not hit me until I met my wife. So she's like, so your mom actually said that to you? I was like, yeah, she was all happy about everything. She's like, so she thought that you couldn't get your license. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay. And my mom used to say stuff like, um, when I got older, I was going to be probably living with her for the rest of my life. I would have to give her half the money for rent and everything since we're living together, quote unquote, and that she would have to watch over me like a person that has a mental problem. This is my own fucking mother saying this, and it never fucking hit me to again. My wife said it. She said that she's like, well, why would she say that to you for? So like, I don't know this. She just said all the time. I don't know if she said it to everybody else in my family. I don't think she did. But with me, yeah, she said every single time, every time. And I never caught on to it until my wife said it. And then I started thinking, oh, wow, okay. Huh, that's, um, that's fucked up, but okay. Hell, my dad, okay. <laughs> and he also thought, like I said, he thought it was crazy. There was a, a mental hospital in San Bernardino, California, that was, um, you know, for mental patients and criminally insane and stuff like that. And my dad made a crack one day. I was I was eager to go to school because all my friends were there. The summer was about to start. I ain't gonna see them, and, you know, whatever. So my dad came up with the idea of saying, "Hey, maybe I can take you down into that hospital in San Bernardino and you know drop you off." I didn't know what hospital he was talking about. I was like, you got to do what you got to do. Go ahead. It was a mental hospital. A fucking mental hospital. So, everything I've done is a surprise. Me getting a license. Surprise. Me graduating from high school and college. Surprise. Me getting a, getting a car by myself. Surprise. Um... Me living in an apartment by myself. Surprise. Getting a job. Holding a job. Getting married. Having a baby. All that shit was by surprise. Everybody was like, oh my God, that's so great. That's great. People do that shit every damn day. Because it was me. Wow. I can't believe he did that shit. When I graduated from high school, I didn't invite my father to it because my dad told me one time, years and years before that, that I would never, ever, ever get out of school. I'll be in fifth grade for the rest of my damn life. That was what he said to me. So I said to him, I said, the day that I graduate from high school, you will not be there. 
He laughed at me. Yeah, I'll be your day. So I wrote him a long, long, long ass letter saying to him that basically, remember you told me that I was not going to graduate from high school and I told you that you would not be there to see it? Well, today is the day that you will not be here. He called my mother and was bitching at her because I did send a letter to him. And uh, my mom was like, you sent him a letter? I was like, yes, I did. Sure the hell did. Because he told me I was not going to fucking graduate from school. Why the hell should I give him the choice of actually coming to see me graduate from school? I regret the shit now. I do. But back in 95, when I did, was about to walk across the stage and get my diploma. He was not fucking there. Because I didn't want him to be there. Wow. So now we uh, go to my siblings. My three sisters, they, uh, they're not talking to each other right now. None of them. And they haven't talked to each other in almost three years since my mom passed. But each one of them thought the same way my mom thought, that I was special. I am a special kind of kid. I'm a special kind of man. I'm special, quote unquote. When I got bullied in school, my older, my baby sister was one that had to step in for me because I did fight, but I didn't fight well. Now, I must mind you, I'm the bigger brother to her, not the other way around. But I, <laughs> but she, you know, quote unquote, protected me from other kids. <sighs> my, um, my brother... We get along perfectly. I, I love my brother to death. I would take a fucking bullet for him right now if I could. But on occasion, we had our little fights. And I surely, surely believe that he too thought there was something wrong with me. Don't ask me what, but, you know. And everything I see in my siblings, I see my parents. One parent thought I was out of my fucking mind. The other parent thought I was special. I couldn't win for fucking losing. So when I did start going to school and kids start picking on me and, you know, calling me big-lipped and fathead and, you know, when my voice changed, they called me, you sound like Barry White's kid and all that type of shit. Badass shit. I got shoved in the lockers. I got chased down by a football team twice. Um, I mean, they thought I had to go to special ed to learn shit. So I didn't have a fucking, I didn't have a chance with nobody when it came to bullying. So when I see it now, people are like, well, you know, you can, you can talk to me if you want to. All right, I didn't get none of that shit. I got my ass, I got people's asses to kiss. I've had full-grown-ass adults come up to me and tell me I'm the weirdest fucking kid they've ever seen. Go back where you belong. You're crazy. You're a retard. Are you special? Kids are very cruel. 
And outside the house, that's one thing. You know, kids are cruel, teenagers are cruel, and adults are cruel. They don't give a fuck. But when you get that same energy from the people in your family, it's just deflating. And uh, I and I've been in proving mode my entire damn life. I had to prove that I could actually function by myself. I can actually had to prove that I did have a brain and it actually fucking worked. I had to prove that I can actually walk and talk at the same damn time, and so on and so forth. Because even the people in my family thought that I would not be able to do that shit. When I told them that I was getting married, something that most people do every single fucking day, I got different reactions from different people in my family. My sisters thought that my wife coerced me into marrying her. Kind of like a shotgun wedding type of thing, which is the most dumbest shit I've ever heard of because I'm the one that proposed. My mother thought the same thing. You sure that she didn't tell you you're going to get married? No. No, she did not. I told her I got on one knee and I said, do you want to get married or what? I did, not her. She still didn't believe it. When the day I got married, I got I I uh, we got married in a courthouse downtown. My mother is uh, she was like, I'm not coming to your wedding because you know it's, it's wrong and blah blah blah. I'm not coming. And I'm like, why not, mom? Because it's stupid. You gonna get married? How you how you gonna function? Blah blah blah. I'm like, mom. I am grown. And what the hell I say that for? You think I told her to kiss my ass? Don't you ever fucking talk to me like that again? I'm your goddamn mother. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? Fuck you, fucker. And then, you know, just went off. So the day of my wedding, I had the most stripped down wedding you can think of. We didn't even get dressed up for the shit. We just went with what we had on. I mean, we had clothes, but, you know, you know the drill. Anyway, um,. Neither my mother or my mother-in-law was at our wedding. My older sister was. My nephew was my best man because my brother was out of the country at the time serving the army. And my niece even came. And it was a nice wedding. You know, we said I do. She said I do. We've been together for 14 years. Everything hunky-gory, right? Wrong. I called my mom. And I said, hey, mom, I'm a married man now. Her reaction, why the fuck you didn't come out here and get me? I said, ma'am, she jumped on me for not coming to get her after she told me not to get her the first time around. Does that make any sense to y'all? It doesn't to me. So, um, that was, uh, t- that was strange. So, I, um, most of the bullying that I did take was mostly outside my family. But I did get bullied by people in my family as well. And I, you know, never said it out loud because I never thought about it. But I did. I got, I got bullied by everybody. Every single fucking person. 
because to some people I was a pushover. To other people, I was weak. To other people, I was a dumb bastard or crazy bastard or retarded bastard. And people tend to ask me, and I, and I say this all the time, and my wife doesn't like it, but I say it anyway. I am not a handsome man by no means. I am average at best. My dad has so much damn confidence in himself that he could pass it around the room and still have left have something to left. I wasn't like that. And he hated it. Because not because, you know, I was supposed to be, you know, confident anyway. It's because I was non confident with his name. He tell me that, you know, you mean tell me you ain't gonna change ideas? I'm like, no, I am not. My mom taught me a long time ago, never put your hands on a woman, including your sisters. I've never done that. One day, me and my sister got into a fight, argued, and she smacked me across the face. I didn't do anything. From that point on, my dad thought I was a bitch. You ain't gonna let your goddamn sister hit you like that? You ain't gonna do a damn thing? No. Get the fuck out of my damn sight. So you see, ladies and gentlemen... When I say that I know all about the bullying thing, I am not bullshitting. I got bullied by the best fucking person, people that's supposed to be supporting me in the world. My own parents. May they rest in peace to both of them. They were bigger bullies than anybody outside my family. Outside in the real world, that is. Because I didn't have too much, they didn't have too much confidence in me. They thought I was either going to be in a mental institution or underneath one of them for the rest of my life. Not one damn time did they think that I was actually going to make it as an adult. And it fucking burns me because here I am about to be 48 years old. And that still fucking bothers me. I mean, it's one thing when a stranger comes up to you and says, Hey, you're ugly, son, bitch. You stupid motherfucker. Blah, 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 blah. That's one thing. But when somebody in your own fucking family, your own fucking blood, tells you that you are not going to make it out of school, you're not going to make it, period. It, it hurts. It hurts like a bitch. Hurts you to no fucking end. Not everybody else is my family. You know, they, they got their families and their houses and their cars and their friends and stuff like that. And I do too. I got very good friends. But the way I am now, there is something or something that happened to me that made me the way I am. When I was out of work back in 2011 and 12, I was out of work for a whole year. I had a, had a, um, I had a um, habit of getting up in the morning and putting my clothes on. Even though I did not have a fucking job, I just put my clothes on. 
changed. And my wife asked me, why did I do that? I said, because I feel like I'm, if I put my clothes on, I accomplished something today. I could get a job interview. I can just walk out the door. I'm already dressed. She understood why. When I decided to, when me and my wife decided to move to Nebraska back in 2010, oh my God, you think I shot the goddamn president. First of all, my mother was like, I thought she was going to move to Arizona, which I'm planning on moving to Arizona one day, but not right now. I said, yeah, but we're moving to Nebraska. She's like, and girl, talk to you into, I said, the girl or my wife. Yeah. We're, we're, we're both going. We both made up the decision. Some people gave us like, well, you'll be there for like five months and want to come back home and I'll give you six months stops and blah, blah, blah. Again, don't have no kind of, no kind of, you know, confidence at all that I'm going to do this. I lived there for eight years. Good times, bad times, we were there. Who gives a shit? When my mother's last birthday came around, I got a guilt trip from my all my sisters and my brother. She might only be here much longer. You need to come up down here. And not one fucking time. The only person that came up to see me when I was in Nebraska was my brother. Before he went to Afghanistan. He came up there for a couple of days, and then I took him back to the airport in Lincoln and I said goodbye. Before that, I didn't see him for two years. But, uh, you know, I got coerced into doing that. I didn't think it myself because, you know, I'm, I'm the dumbass here. I'm the retard. I'm the guy that has no brain and all that type of shit. So, um, so I'm, I'm, so I'm very cautious about things, who I'm friends with, who I talk to, who I don't talk to. And, um, I've been bullied by my daughter's mother several times. I pay her child support when I couldn't pay it. She would bitch and complain. When I did pay it, it wasn't enough. And the end result of all that, I have not seen my daughter in person as of August for five years. I've told you the story. I've seen her, she's seen me, she takes off. Haven't seen her since. Every time that I'm late with my child support, that's the only fucking time I hear from my daughter's mother. And that is to call and say, well, I can always call the cops and come over there and arrest your ass and blah, 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 and every type of shit. Again, bullying. So, so bullying and me are like neck and neck. Anytime somebody looks at me kind of strange, I know I'm like, oh, great, here we go. And I've been bullied by a lot of people. Of all spectrums, of all sexes, and all lives. 
But like I said, when it comes from the only people that comes from your people in your family, that hurts worse because this is your family. They're supposed to be having your back no matter what the hell you're doing. But some of they just did not believe that half the stuff I've done that I was going to be able to fucking do it. My mother told her, told me to my face that I was going to be fucking living with her for the rest of my damn life. She would have to take care of me for the rest of my damn life. Seriously? All right. All my siblings, they think that either I am being coerced to do something or made to do something or not doing it at all. If I don't do something that they don't, that, you know, I should be doing, they kick in with the whole guilt trip thing. My father. I was never in the military. My dad was. My brother was. I told him that I am not going to no damn military because I would not make it. How the hell you know that? You ain't never done it. And one thing that he had me, that he said to me a lot, that I say even now, he couldn't stand it. And that is, can't. Now, he says, there's no such thing as can't. There's no such thing as can't. You can't, you can't say that. You can't do this. Can't. I hate that fucking word. So he says, what the hell is you? I mean, the thing you can do is you can do it. I looked him dead in the eye and said, I can't turn white. Um, I can't turn my blood green. No, like Spock or something. I can't tap dance. I can't sing. I can't breathe unless I breathe in and breathe out. He hated that shit. Anytime I use it, goddamn, stop using that damn word. Bullying. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, bullying is a very, very touchy subject for me. Because not only did I actually get bullied by pretty much every fucking body that came in my way, but I also got it from my own family. But now. That family is now disbanded. If I hear from any of my siblings a month or two or three or whatever, then I'll be doing good. But we're all disbanded. We're all like got our own houses or, you know, in my case, apartments. And they got their families and their, like I said, their friends, yada, yada. But, um, that type of thing still hurts me. I, it's, uh, it's, it's like, it's a letdown, really. Especially my mom. I was like, and I mean, like I said, I did not notice what she was saying until my wife said it. And then it hit me. I'm like, wow. And she said that to me a lot. A, a lot. Okay. So it was just like, wow. She really thought that I was special. She really thought that I was, you know, mentally challenged. Hell, my dad sent me to five or six damn shrinks in California because he thought I was crazy. Every damn shrink said the same thing. Well, Robert, how, how are you feeling? I said, I feel like I don't need to be here. 
but I am here. All because I didn't go out and play like kids and hang out with, you know, chasing after girls. Because my dad thought I was also gay. I, I'm just going to put it out there. He thought I was fucking, he, he thought I was a homosexual. He really did. Because I wasn't out here chasing after skirts and shit. Like he was doing when he was my age. So, I couldn't win for losing. Couldn't win at all. And it's uh, sad to say because, you know, again, I didn't notice it until I got older. And it just shows me that I was indeed by myself when it came to stuff that I did. Graduating, okay, they thought probably I was not going to graduate. I did. No, uh, hell, even having sex. When I told him I was going to be a father, oh my God. My mother, she was like, excuse me? I was like, yeah, I'm about to be a father. I'm about to have a daughter. Are you sure the damn baby's yours? Yes, I'm sure it's mine. Yeah. That's bullshit. My sisters and brother, my, my brother, he was more understanding. My sisters, on the other hand, they just up and down thought, oh, gosh, he cheating your ass. He, cheating, he got you, probably got pretty by somebody else, blah, 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 blah. You know, some real Maury Povich bullshit. And I'm like, no. Because my daughter had the same trait that I had when I was her age, which is the speech problem. Not to say that's, you know, concrete evidence that she's mine, but it's pretty damn close. And then, okay, all the, all the mystery around my birth again. I never seen a picture of me as a baby. I've heard bits and pieces from people that were around or not around. They have told me many, many times that I was blacker than a damn tire. And I'm always like thinking, okay, great, y'all got to see me as a fucking kid, but I don't get to see myself as a baby. It's fucked up. It really is. But there's nothing I can do about it now. It's been four, almost 48 years since I was slapped on the ass. And from that point on, I was bullied by pretty much everybody. Never gave him a shot, never gave him a chance, not even given, given uh, you know, the possibility of actually learning all the shit that I've done. So I guess that's probably why I am so deeply down on myself. I tell people all the time, no one can beat me up better than I can. Nobody. And people have tried, and I have put the money at the goddamn table. I had a lady tell me that, you know, I'm a, you're an ugly bastard. I was like, come on. You can do better than that. I said, you, I said, you're going to do it, do it right. Say that when the doctor seen me, he threw me across the fucking room, and I hit a wall with my head first. I damn near died because I was so fucking ugly. I told a damn shrink that once. He's like, well, why do you say that about this? I was like, because everybody else does. I, you know, I don't, I don't say I'm, I'm not handsome just because I'm, I'm, because I'm, I'm not vain. Okay. I'm, 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 you wherever you see is what you get. And I'm not going to come up here and say, hey, I'm the best thing since sliced burritos. No. I'm an ugly son of a bitch. 
Okay? Ugly bastard. And people will think, no, no, no. I was like, no. I've heard it too many times. It's brainwashed into my fucking head. For every one person that says that I am a handsome man, there's about 10,000 other people saying that I'm the ugliest bastard they've ever seen. Most times, it's the other one. You hear that over and over and over. And then, my, of course, my dad again. My dad had confidence. He was he was handsome. He was debonair. You know, he can talk a woman out of her panties and everything else. I couldn't do that shit, but he could. But since I was named after him, I had to be that way. And I wasn't. Most of the times, that's what we've always fought about. He wanted me to play football. No, I played basketball. Wanted me to... Uh, <laughs> Want to be to go into the military. Screw that. I'm not doing it. Military for men that want to go in and serve their country. And I have no problem telling them thank you for your service. But me doing it myself ain't no way in hell. You got to be a strong-minded individual to join any military in this country. That they will shred your ass up and then send you on your way. So, ladies and gentlemen, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that if you are being bullied, you might want to look closer to your house and look and see how people think of you in your own house or in your own family. Because if they think of you any way different besides loving you and supporting you and everything, then that's where your bullying started. And it keeps going and going and going and going. And it's uh, sad to say that out loud. But my family, the only confidence my family actually had in me was the confidence that I was going to be supported by one of them for the rest of my life. That's the only confidence they had in me. Nothing else. They were not confident that I would graduate. They weren't confident that I would, you know, go to school and actually graduate from high school and college. They are, um, they were confident that the only time I ever have a woman in my life is if I pay for one. Um, so yeah, confidence esteem and everything else, those are four-letter words to me. They don't mean shit. If I do something great, if I don't, then oh well. It wasn't meant to be. I'm not like, I'm confident. Like, no, no. Hell no. So everything that, that I do now in my everyday life is because of something that happened to me years and years and years ago. I didn't, I didn't even just start this shit. This is this is a this is a you know years and years of traumatic bullying from every damn body. And confidence and self esteem and all that bullshit, <laughs> they don't mean nothing to me. I don't even know what the hell self esteem is. I ain't had whatever the hell that is since like probably since the eighties. It's not because it just went up and I just stopped doing it. People had a lot of lot of you know reasons to do that. They they the ones that you know put me on this path. And it's a path that I've been on 
pretty much my entire goddamn life. And unless I do something, no one's going to believe I can fucking do it. So I do it, and they're like, oh my god, he actually did it. Yeah, I'm the only person that fucking thought I could do it. Ain't that great? So, but anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that um, bullying can happen and come from anybody. It can come from somebody far away or it can be somebody right there in the room with you. If they don't believe anything that you can believe yourself to do, then the battle is already fucking lost. They already have their mind made up that you ain't going to be doing shit. You are not going to be anything. You're going to be a retard sitting on your mom's couch watching Smurfs for the rest of your fucking life. Like a good mental patient should. And that's why I get up every day with one purpose in mind. To prove somebody that they're fucking wrong. I don't get no damn ego trip out of it. I don't get no damn confidence booster out of it or anything. I just do it because... This bitch says I can't do it. So I'm going to prove him wrong today and go about my business. Confidence and self-esteem be damned. Fuck it. I don't have it anyway. So, with, um, you know, with bullying and stuff like that over the years, you get that mentality. And I've had it for a very long time. But anyway, folks, that is my segment for tonight. So with that being said, this is your boy, The Saint, for The Saint Says on Spotify. <laughs>